to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non experts. Non experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new, new bottle, bottle of wine. wine. And this week <laughs> we are talking wine, wellness, and womanhood, the three W's. Yes, we are. And today we have two very, very, very special very, guests very. joining us. Would you like to introduce them? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, they need no introduction, but I will. Today we have actor, author Cameron Diaz. Ever heard of her? Ever heard of her. <laughs> and CEO and founder of Who, What, Where and Versed Skincare, Catherine Power, who actually together co-founded Aveline, an organic clean wine label, which is very fitting for our podcast. Yes. Probably. And we're actually, we're usually we pop it open now, but we're going to pop it open. Um, yeah, because they sent us a white wine. Yes. And a red. So we want to... We don't know which one to drink. Yes. We want to drink them both, to be honest. Yes, but I don't know which one. Also, are they drinking? Uh, who knows? Yeah, we're going to ask them which of the two wines we should drink. But we this. do have the white chilled. Oh, yeah. We, we, we <laughs> pre, prepared. We pre-chilled that shit. Okay, we're excited about this episode. Yes, we are. But before we get into, you know, before we bring Cameron and Catherine on, which I'm very excited to talk to them, yes. I actually have some beef with Natalie that I think I need to address on the podcast oh, immediately. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, so Natalie has been making soup. Yeah. And on the surface, that seems like something you wouldn't be upset about. Why right. Would, why would I be upset over <laughs> She Natalie. actually was mad. Natalie making soup. And I said, wow, Nat, that looks really good. You should send me the recipe at some point. Sure. Oh, my God. Yes. Writing it down now. Got you, girl. You know, really thought she had my back. <laughs> Nothing. A week goes by. And then Natalie has the audacity to send me another video of her making another soup. Yes. And she was triggered. And I was like, well, not I never got the first recipe. She's like, excuse me. And now you're making another soup? Yes. And I said, can I get that recipe? Point being, after a week, 10 days, two weeks of harassing <laughs> Natalie, I did get the recipe. Yes. But there was tension in the friendship. There was sure. tension. She was like, <laughs> excuse. She's like, um, remember when you told me you were going to give me. But. I feel like I did redeem myself because I sent you very easy step-by-steps with photos. You did send photos. I did send photos. And actually, I forgot that I have something in my purse that might um, mend the – Oh, wow. The wound? Mend the wound in her friendship. <laughs> Please hold. Oh, what? She's getting up. Wow. She's getting – oh, careful. There's a lot of wires. She's getting up to go get it for me. <laughs> If you guys could see our setup. Our setup is janky as shit. Please hold. Oh my gosh, she's handing me a little box. Wait, it's taped shut. What is it? Should I? Open it. Oh my God. It is December 8th. It is December 8th? Oh my God. It wait. is, you know, Christmas giving time. I don't know if I can open this now without scratching up my nail polish. Yep. You got those fake nails on. Yeah. Okay. Not my finest work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that. Okay, so you can't see this, but we oh, it's did a little money from We did an episode that is coming out. That's coming week. out in a in a little bit. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And it's about feng shui and our guest told us that we had to have a little money altar and she said she put a little money frog on the altar. So I got us both a little money frog. It's a it's like a little statue of a frog that's sitting on like gold little whatever coins, coins. and coins. then and then there's a coin you put that in his mouth <gasps> nah oh my god thank you isn't that cute oh my 
That's gracious. Yes. Your birthday's coming up. I should be giving you gifts. It's Christmas. It's the it's the time of giving. Wow. Oh my god. This does is this, the most does exciting this, um, thing. Repair. It, do, it does heal the soup wound. Okay. Oh, the soup wound. The soup sized <laughs> hole in our friendship's heart. Wow. Well, off this great note, I'm actually really excited because this week my movie comes out. <gasps> my movie Safety comes out on Disney Plus December 11th, this yes. Friday. Ooh. And I'll give you a little synopsis on it if you guys want to know. I want to know. It is the true story of a Clemson football player who was a student athlete at the time and at 19 years old had to adopt his 11-year-old brother because their mom had went to rehab and so it's his story that we, you know, brought to life and it was so awesome to shoot because he this was in 2006. Yes. So he's you know, only 30 years old now. And so he was on set with us, his brother was on set with us and it was so special to shoot. It is a movie about football, so it was all guys in yes. the cast and I play the, the love you. interest. All guys and you. So it was all guys in me in Atlanta and like the way that they bonded was doing like their football workouts and oh, I was like I'm going to do it. Yes. So I was working out a football regime. I remember this, yes. Yeah, with and then a bunch you were, of you were sweaty also, boys. You were also going to like some very intense Pilates <laughs> I, place. Yeah. <laughs> it was like very On top intimidating. of my football training, I was also <laughs> deep in Pilates. Yes. Yeah, it was a good time for me. But anyways, it comes out this Friday. I'm really excited. Make sure to check it out. It's called Safety. It'll be on Disney. Disney Plus. I'm so, I'm actually so excited for that, especially because, well, for many reasons. But also, 2006. It was just, a great time. It was such a great Can time. Can I give a little spoiler? Yes. I have, I drive a car. I have, like, my character has a car, and it is a turquoise or, like, teal punch buggy. Little bug. A VW bug. Yeah. Oh my! It's like the quintessential two thousand six car. I literally wanted, my and it had a little. Life. It had a little like flower holder. Do it, you remember that? Yes. Oh. It was like truly when I was like ten. I was like, yes. "This is the car I want." Yes, and I got and to also, drive it. Barbie, Barbie, like had a VW. Yeah, she bug. had one. Oh. Anyways, wow, we digress. We, we have someone really great. <laughs> yes, we do. On this episode yes, we today, we need to we need to refocus. Let's get into it because we need to introduce. Let's bring Cameron on our gals and Catherine. Hi. Hello. Easy. How are you? We're good. We're great. We're gonna... Hold on, hold on. Here I am. Not oh, there you are. <laughs> I'm Corinne, by the way. And I'm Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Corinne. So thank you guys so much for coming on our podcast, which is Am I Doing This Right? We actually have your white wine of Aveline and we have and the red. red. And so okay. the way Ooh, the red is hard to get your hands on right now. Where'd you guys get that? Did we send guys, it to you? You Ms. sent it to us. Okay. Okay, good. Because it is it is a hot commodity right now. It oh. really is. Well, we were gonna ask you guys because um, on our show we drink one glass of wine and we were like we don't know which one to do. We, we didn't want to pour it before. So what do you guys recommend, the white Ooh. or the red? What do you want to drink for, like, what bottle do you want to finish, basically? Ooh. Well, also, is the white one cold right now? Yes. yes. Chilled. Okay. Hmm. I mean, well, what's I've, your mood? They're both so good. I don't know. I mean, it is 3 p.m. on a weekday. Yes. So I don't know, but I am curious about the red. But I know, I know white wine's more day, so... Or we could always split it halfway. <laughs> yeah, we, we could, could drink one in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you could start, you know, start with the white, finish with with the red. That 
I will say the white has 11% alcohol, which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, you know, an easy daytime, you won't get drunk kind a of nice a thing. sipping wine. That's, yeah. yeah. That might be better for 3 p.m. Yeah. But Let's, we will try the red since it's so rare. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll try it towards the end. Towards the end. Okay. The little set. But what we were admiring when we got the bottles is that they're twist offs, which we, we love twist love offs. Twist offs. <laughs> twist offs are our, you know, we we prefer our preference as well. We thought, you know, who wants to deal with finding a corkscrew? And, you know, yes. also it keeps better when you can actually tighten it back up. Yes. You know? yeah. Especially if you do it like right after you've opened it, you know, you pour it, close it up. And especially if you want to keep it for a day or two, you know. Yeah keeps really well. That's always my vibe because I live by myself. And so I like to have a glass at night with my dinner, but I never, You're not gonna it takes me like a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this keeps yes. well because of the screw top, I feel. Yeah. Yes. Um, so obviously we love seeing powerful women joining together. We are powerful women that start our own podcast. And so we wanted to know how your guys's partnership came into fruition. Like how long have you guys known each other? Well, I think we've known each other what now about six years. Yep. Something like that. Six yeah. or seven. At yeah. This point. Six or seven at this point. Um, we met through my sister-in-law, Nicole Ritchie. Okay. So, um, it was right when Benj and I started dating and, um, you know, we started doing gatherings with friends, you know, Nicole's friends, Benj's friends. And Catherine was always there, of course, because her and Nicole have been friends for what, 20 years? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Long time. And yeah, uh, and we just kind of hit it off. We always ended up in the corner talking to each other and then, you know, started hanging out and we're I think both homebodies and, you know, really love our homes and eating and drinking and just like, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> don't like being out there in the world. No. So. <laughs> so we just uh, hit it off and we were drinking wine one day and we started talking about the fact that everything in our life has gotten healthier and cleaner and, um, you know, from our groceries to our makeup. And as we were contemplating whether or not we should open another bottle, you know, we turned the the bottle of wine around to see, you know, wait, is this, this is just grapes, right? And we were reminded that wine is one of the only consumables that doesn't give you nutrition facts or ingredients. And so we said, God, we're spending all this time and money, you know, eating organic and doing all of these things. You know, I wonder if, you know, how bad is this wine for us? What's in it, you know? And so that set us off on a journey for the next two years, really learning about the winemaking process and the industry. And, you know, we were, we were shocked. So we, you know, we felt really compelled to create a cleaner product and to share our experience with the world. So yeah, Aveline is, you know, a clean and organic wine brand. Um, it's made from organic grapes. There are no added sugars, colors, concentrates. You know, there's zero sugar per serving and it's just clean, delicious wine. Yeah, it is delicious. It I is really, I know. I was just going to say, how do you guys like it? Mm-hmm. It's so crisp and dry. I was going like, to say it's crisp and dry. Natalie is actually from Napa Valley. Yes, like I was that, She was born there. there. So she has all the like 
adjectives. You know, we go to a, like a wine tasting and they're like saying all these words. And I'm like, how can you taste all of that? In, <laughs> yes, in that's wine. Cameron, not me. So I'd have to like look at her and explain in Catherine speak what I was feeling about it. And then she would translate it for the wine. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's really good. And it's nice. And it is like very um, light and drinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's, I like. it's like, I think of it as more like a refreshment. Yes. You know? Yes. It yes. Feels, especially, I like to drink mine over ice. So yeah. I, but you know, it kind of like slowly gets watered down. And it now it feels like more of a beverage than like yes. a glass of wine. I prefer, I love that because mm-hmm. then it kind of lasts longer and I'm not drinking as much wine, you know, and at one setting, but it's so easy. It goes down so easy because the, the, the finish of it is so crisp and minerally, but it doesn't leave you like feeling parched or feeling like yes. like that little bitterness at the end that it can, yeah. that a real dry can leave. It's just like, it's so smooth and relaxing over your palate. Yes. And it's also a really beautiful color. And I was thinking you could even do, um, you could do like a cool, like ice cubes with like rose petals or something and yes. make it really pretty. Yeah. I makes spritzers a lot out of her wines. I yeah. do. I'll muddle yeah. some fruit, some raspberries, and then do some soda water and ice with the white yeah. or the rose. It's so good. Yum. Yes. And this bottle is also so beautiful. We were talking about it before that like, I know a lot of whites do the like yellowish tint on it, but because it's clear, it literally yeah. looks like a dip in the pool. Like it yeah, actually it really looks like that yeah. from the outside. <laughs> Just like out of curiosity, cause you've been saying, you know, you were like shocked that there weren't any labels and there was nothing on it. So because it's such a transparent wine, is that why you did the bottles clear? Clear? Yep. Exactly. Okay. Even the red wine bottle is clear. Yes. Well, yes. I don't, you know, you can kind of tell. Really do and they- we actually at the winemaker when we told them it was going to be clear, they kind of pushed back a little bit on it with us. You were like, oh no, you, you have to do it in a, you need to protect the wine, you know, with the, with the green glass. We, what, what we felt was that our wine isn't about a vintage being that needs to be held for years and stored properly. It's literally a table wine. It's a wine you take home, you drink right away. We don't assume that our drinkers would have a place to store wine for years. You know, they, they go, they grab the bottle. They want to drink it that night with their, their, uh, meal or the afternoon at a barbecue, whatever it might be. They don't have that mentality about it. And that was one of the things for us with Aveline is that we were kind of breaking the norms of sort of the wine industry, which is super traditional. They've really kind of sold wine the same way for you know centuries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly for decades, there's been a language that follows, you know, that is surrounded in, you know, you're expected to relate your wine to. There's always like a chateau or, mm-hmm. you know, some mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, relationship to the label has a picture on it that is very personal to the winemaker. Yeah. For us, we really wanted the wine to be all about the consumer. You know, we really wanted it to be about what is important to them. And so Aveline is a, a woman's name that means sensitive, sensitive, humble, and lively. And 
that sensitive, humble, and lively was really what we felt our drinkers were. They were really sensitive to what they consumed. They were humble about their sort of existence on the planet, (laughs) knew that their actions impact the world, and Mm -hmm. lively in the way that they really engaged in, you know, their lifestyle and their friendship and all the things that were important to them. And we wanted to make a wine that was transparent for them because we knew that it was important for them to know what was in the wine. We didn't want to speak to them in the language they didn't really care about. Vintages, Mm -hmm. varietals. We wanted the we could tell them what varietal it was and they'd be like, what does it taste like? Yeah. That is our knowledge. Yeah. And it's like, well, it tastes like this. It's yeah. dry with a crisp finish. That to us was, you know, and, and what's the pairing? Well, we could go into a lot of like, should be in a culinary sense, you're supposed to drink it with this, but no, you're supposed to drink it with your friends on yeah. a like, you know, on a sunny that. day or in the warmth of the sun or in your, with your feet tucked into, you know, some socks under your husband's butt. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the kind of quality that, you know, the wine feels like you want. That's when you drink. That's what you pair wine with. It's not just meals. It's a lifestyle. Doing your laundry, returning your emails, winding down for the night, taking a bath, waking, going and celebrating your friends. So that was really, for us, Aveline, we knew that we were creating a wine for those consumers. And so the wine industry was kind of like, what are you doing? You know, because they never considered those consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't on their radar and they actually just don't know how to speak to them because the, the, the importance has always been put on other things in, in making wine. And I'm sure, you know, as being from Napa, Oh, there's a lot of investment in the the families, you know, mm, yeah. that are like on the ground doing yes. the work, which we are very invested in as well with our providers. You know, we, our farms are generational. They've been farming those lands for three, four, five, some cases, 10 generations. It's yeah. Like, it's been in the family forever. Yeah. And so they have a different relationship with the land and with, they've been making wine in this way for so long. It doesn't even occur to them to add things that aren't needed because they have such an amazing relationship with their, their land, with their grapes, with their vineyard, because it's organic. And so organic farming is a proactive act. It's not a reactive. Yeah. Farm process. So they're there every day, just looking at what is happening in the vineyard and keeping the balance as they go, instead of having vastness that they have no connection to, and then realizing they have to treat it with something that's harsh and abrasive that will likely strip the grape of all of its nuances. And they'd have to add it back in, you know, later on, whether it's color or flavor or texture, So these things are very, you know, important to us to, to have found providers that have that relationship that understand the land, the wine, and um, allowed us to take their wine, their beautiful product and, and, you know, deliver it to the consumer that we know would really appreciate it. And so that's been a lot of fun. Well, actually, you know how you said that 
some of these wines, like especially from Napa, it's very like personal and there's like maybe a, a photo of like their cottage from 1800. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like actually it's almost more personal. This type of thing's almost more personal when you know that it's like people that are on the land, they're farming it. It's like in their family and and even though it might not be on the label, it's like a very personal touch to have something so organic and yeah. like very truthful, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I would also say, I mean, we have a podcast literally dedicated to drinking a glass of wine every single episode. <laughs> and we don't know that, <laughs> we don't know that much about wine. And so yeah. like what you're saying is that you guys both created this wine for people like us who enjoy it, but we don't know all the all the lingo. And even if you look at your label on the front, like you have it all spelled out for us. So we know what we're getting when we get this. Mm -hmm. I don't have anywhere to store wine. I'm going to buy a bottle and I'm going to drink it immediately when I get home. And so I I love that you guys were aware of how kind of these new consumers of wine were thinking and are on the forefront of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And you know, that's sort of Catherine's superpower to go back to your other aspect of your your podcast, you know, Catherine is so successful with her businesses and creating that relationship with the consumer and really understanding what their needs are and creating products that are driven towards those needs. Uh, I won't speak for her, but her success has been in her total devotion from, you know, when she started Who, What, Where, which was groundbreaking, you know, 13, 14 years ago now, there was no online magazines and she kind of took the leap of faith and began kind of driving that new connection to the online community. And 14 years later, I get to have the the benefit of knowledge, you know, (laughs) and being her partner in Aveline. But she's she has a phenomenal understanding of of that consumer and how to build a business around products that serve them. Thanks, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) What a cosign. It's real. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so actually speaking about just to take it back a little bit about the wine industry and like winemaking. Did you guys go into it knowing having any knowledge or just like zero? Not at all. And sometimes <laughs> I think like that's the best way to go in because you just look at it totally differently, you know? And we, and even for me, I know how to build a business, but this is unlike any other business. I mean, it is such a different old fashioned system and that's just the business side of things, but we had to learn a whole new, you know, art and science. And so we just kind of took meetings with whomever we could find that was remotely connected to wine or spirits to learn about the process. I mean, literally just, just anyone that anyone could connect us to, we met with them and just became students of, of the industry. Yeah. And I know that the wine industry is really male dominated. How did you guys navigate that? I mean, I think we thought of it as an opportunity more Mm -hmm. than uh, an issue uh, because we knew we were making a product for consumers like us. We, We just know them better. And I think to many people, it felt refreshing and it's certainly been disruptive to 
to this old fashioned industry. And there are a lot of great female winemakers and the woman that makes our rosé is is a, a female winemaker who's fantastic. And we hope that this encourages many more women in, in the wine industry and, and, and in spirit to really create new products. Well, well you know, the great us. Well, yeah, we're we, like, we want, we want to make something. <laughs> we want a wine label at some point. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's you like, you know, we, I, I think that if you really look at most industries, less maybe like the beauty industry, but not even there, there's a lot of the people creating that or who own who run the companies. Yeah. Run companies are men. It's just most industries are male dominated. Right. And I think Catherine and I have, the experience of being in those worlds at a level where we just kind of, we have the same mentality. They're kind of used to it. You were used to it. It's like, you know, oh, you're going to tell us that we can't do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you already, should I give you my resume? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, know, like, you know, and so, but also the thing about it too, is that we both have the mentality just in life that there's no real problems. You know what I mean? There's right. no like, there's no set. Everything's a, there's a, not a, a no. There's, there's not, not a, a no. no. We'll figure it out. We it's know how to like a well, new direction. Yeah. Well, well, loves that mentality. Of course, correction. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in the, the, in the, in this industry, because there's so many laws, not just on a federal level, but on a state level, every state has its own liquor, you know, laws and about their licensing and how distribution and direct to consumer and all these different, we can't, we're never doing business in these places. We're not doing the same business in each state. We have to figure out how to get our product to our consumer and on so many levels. It's not just like literally physically, but just like through our legalities. So we, um, we, we really learned a lot about that. And, and every time they would tell us like, oh, here, you know, you can't do that. You have to, do, you know, you can only do this. We'd be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, but how can we is really the question. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us our parameters and we'll yeah. figure out how to like make this. To get in. Yeah. <laughs> and would you say that was like the most difficult part of this process of like all the legality stuff or what was the most like difficult or biggest hurdle, not challenge or challenge hurdle that you overcame, that you overcame <laughs> in this whole process of creating a wine? I think it was, I mean, that was part of it, but it was also just learning. It's like learning a whole new language, right? So you're just getting up to speed on this, this industry that, as we said, is just been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So it was a little bit like Cameron and I like a puzzle. We like a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. (laughs) So we, (laughs) we just kind of followed the clues and yeah. Day by day, I mean, I think that's what, you know, when you start anything that's new for you, it's kind of just like one day at a time chipping away at it. You know, what can you learn today? What can you work through? Who can you meet? Like, what step can you take? That's really all it's about. Yeah, it's really about, you know, we did, we did basically all of the building of the business up until literally we couldn't do any more, like, physically couldn't do anymore. Like Catherine runs to other businesses. Like, you know, I'm becoming a mom for the first time. We literally were like, okay, we need now, we need our CEO. We need the guy or the woman who's going to 
help us do this job now. And we were really fortunate to be able to secure an incredible team of like really knowledgeable professionals who've been in this industry for a really long time, have huge successes. They just happened to be available when we were looking and we were able to bring them on board. And they've been phenomenal at that last leg that we really needed to be able to get this, the, the brand launched. You know, they had all the knowledge that honestly, if we would never have been able to acquire that knowledge and do that detailed of work to get where we're at currently, you know, what we did prior to it was somewhat of like a real feat because nobody really believed that we had done it on our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, kind of like, but we're like, nope, we know the answer to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We figured it out. And uh, we figured it out. But that aspect of like the real sort of like putting it into the marketplace, we have a phenomenal team that, you know, we were able to bring on board. And like any, you know, like any businesses, Catherine can speak about, it's about building a great team, building, you know, uh, um, a team that has uh, expertise and who work well together and who communicate well and, you know, get the mission and the mission is so, they're so passionate about this brand. They, they're thrilled to be a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's also like, it's so cool when something is just so aligned and then just the pieces kind of all come together. Yeah. Yeah. And we've experienced that. I think even in starting this podcast and sort of building This is in no way in um, relation to your guys' wine, our podcast. Oh, yeah, no, but we do everything ourselves. And then it's like, at some point you do need to bring in somebody else. Yes. But I think it's so great that you guys had that like personal journey of doing it together and figuring it all out. Now you guys can be like, um, no, we know the answer (laughs) to that actually. But now you, I mean, you guys sat around, you had an idea, you're like, maybe we should do a podcast. Then you kind of try to figure it out. And then how do you do it? And then you get to this point and it just builds momentum. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're there. You know, you know I, I had a, I had a friend, uh, someone who's, who is a friend, but um, when I met him uh, 20 some odd years ago, 25 years ago, he was building, he had his, his father had given him a lump sum of money to sort of like start his journey as a business, as an entrepreneur. And he decided to buy a hotel in Miami and South Beach before it became like a big thing, you know? And he literally, he bought a hotel and, and during the process of building it, he would sleep in a sleeping bag in the construction site. So he would be the first one there in the morning so that he wow. could watch all of what was happening. And when the, when the final, you know, he was seeing it through. And then when the final like product was done, when he was setting up his staff, he would, he, he worked the housekeeping, he worked the mini bar, he right. worked the, 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 um, you know, room service, he worked the kitchen, he worked the restaurant, he worked the front desk. He did all of the jobs first so that yes. he knew how he wanted them done. And so that when he went to do, when he hired people to come on, he knew what it was that he was asking them to do, what it took to do it and how, how he wanted it done because he, he had had the experience of it. Yeah. And I always remembered that from, from like, because I love, it was an amazing hotel. It's a great story. Yeah. I lived there for like three months and um, you know, it was just so phenomenal. And I really had a lot of respect for, for him having done that because he didn't have to, 
you know, yeah. and, and it, and sort of how I was raised. And I think how Catherine was raised, you know, we, we've always just done things for ourselves. We've always just had to get the job done. You know, I've always said, you can't, I would never ask somebody to clean my toilet if I didn't already know how to clean it myself. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I hadn't spent decades doing so, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really the most, you know, the most respect you can show to the people who you are um, working with is to, to have, um, you know, respect for their job and what it takes for them to do it. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And, and we're both, we're, we're both 26 years old um, entrepreneurs. And I'm just curious, like, what would you guys tell your 26 year old selves? (laughs) If you could go back. If you could go back. Or if there's one <laughs> lesson you wish you had learned like, earlier. Oh, I wish I told myself that. I, you know, I don't think I would have said anything because I think sometimes it's what you don't know mm. that allows you to, you know, take a step or to do, to do something. I mean, if I knew more, I probably wouldn't have, I mean, maybe I wouldn't have started my business, you know, like right, if I really been- knew what it was going to entail and. I I think sometimes that's kind of what propels you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even know if I would have believed myself anyway, if I would have given myself some (laughs) advice, like if I said like, don't worry, it's all going to work out. You're going to be fine. You're great. (laughs) I don't know if I would have believed it. So I I think it's like what I didn't know that's gotten me here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Cam? Yeah. I would have been like, He's such a dick. He's probably a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> with him. <laughs> that is great advice. <laughs> you know he's lying. You know he's lying. So why do you just break up with him? <laughs> just do it. Oh, sometimes you need a little push. Yeah. A little push. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think um, I think we're almost. Out yeah, of time we don't want. Here. Yeah, I think we're out of time. But I do have just one final question, and that is that your wine has been driven by your friendship. Our podcast has been driven by our friendship. What has been the most rewarding aspect of being in this friendship-driven venture together? I mean, just getting to do it with your you girls. know. it's like it's not work. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Like, yeah. Totally fun. Like it's so easy. Like I think people always go like, don't work with friends. It's bad. Like it's so easy. It's so much fun. I wouldn't want to do it. So with. much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think there's just been so many moments just like, you know, having this idea. I recently found the text message I sent to Cameron when I first even thought like, I think I said to her, like, have you ever thought about creating a wine brand? Yeah, And it was like just our exchange back and forth and then cut to, you know, we just heard that our, our white wine is the number two wine in America by dollars in the, in In our category, in our, yeah, it's like the, the ultra premium category, which is 1599 to $1999 wine. And we just came out like in July. So to have that idea and then to be able to go see it on the shelves of these amazing retailers and hold it in our hand, this label that we worked so hard, FedExing Pantone chips back and forth. (laughs) Literally meeting outside. Like we had, we both had an appointment at the same place. Like she was coming out as I was going in. I was like, okay, 
where you parked, yeah. you know, like she's on the street at the meter. I pull up behind her, you know, she's got the tones. We're trying to find the right light to look at it at. And you're like, we're like, when should we do that? You know, like yeah. we have to give them an answer, you know? Um, but yeah. Right. I'm sure people were like, oh yeah, you're going to start a wine brand. Okay. Yeah. okay. You know, that's great. And then here and you are. You know, and I already know with that's those the best texts. Part. Um, when Catherine said that, you know, when she's like, would you ever, have you ever thought about this? And I was like, I would never do it if it, if without you, like I would never do it with anybody other than you. So it would like, so if you, if you're asking me, I'm asking you. Yeah, that's awesome. And that gives us lots of, um, hope and faith in yeah. our, in our business yeah. too. Yeah. What do you Good girls you guys too. Your, your podcast or what do you, what is your next steps for yourselves? We would love to get an actual um, studio because this yes. is makeshift right now. Yes. You're you're on a two by four piece of wood. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very similarly, we we really have gone from the ground up, yeah. learning yeah. the whole ins and outs of all of it. Yeah, but I think just also like doing live events and when we can, you know, yeah. whenever yeah. life goes back to normal and all that stuff. And and one day, hopefully having our own wine label as well. Like yes. you guys, we look up to you so much. Yeah, that would be great. We were stalking you guys on Instagram. We're like, this is future us. <laughs> well, if you guys have any questions, you can totally reach out to us. Yes. We're happy to share what we know about the process and, you know, the, the, you know, ups and downs and the bumps ahead of you. Um, but, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for your, what we, what I think what the success that Aveline has is because we have a real clear point of view and in a really crowded, you know, uh, industry, I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands of different wines out there. Um, so kind of you, you know, you really have to be able to set yourself, you know, um, to set yourself kind of um, yeah, out apart. there in a way and set yourself, what's the word I'm looking for? Set yourself apart. 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 Thank apart. you so much. <laughs> I can think of set yourself apart. Well, if it wasn't for Zoom, I would help finish your sentences, but the <laughs> delay is like, I know it's so hard. Really messing with our flow. <laughs> I know it's true. You would. Um, so yeah, but you know, think of us as a resource if you have any questions. Oh, thank you so so much. much. Thank you. And we so appreciate your time. We know it's so valuable and, uh, we can't wait to finish this class. I know this and then I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right. Bye guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Oh my God, Natalie, do we have some new best friends? I mean, I really love them I and love them. I feel like they really are there's so many similarities like between them and us and are we that are we them are they <laughs> us I really loved them you guys oh I love them okay so we hope great energy we yes so we hope you understand more about the journey of creating your own wine label and you feel inspired maybe to pick up a model of Aveline. Yes. We know that we are very inspired. One day that am I doing this right wine, whatever it's called, yes. will be available. It will be available. I feel like, you know, if they can do it, we can do it. Women can do it. Women can Women do can do anything. anything. <laughs> So if you have any questions, feel free to DM us at am I doing this right pod or email us am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or visit our 
new website, brand spanking new. Me and Natalie made it ourselves. Yes, we did. So we do everything ourselves. <laughs> and Much I, like our guests. Like our guests. Built so from the ground better. up. Yes. But our new website, amidoingthisrightpod.com. Everything is Am I Doing This Right Pod. Yes. So just type it into the search. Type so, it in. Yeah, it'll come up. And, and please don't forget to rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Share. Because it really helps um, help us helps us grow and it helps us get on more really great guests. Yes, exactly. So, Natalie, let's rate this Aveline white wine Aveline. that we have been drinking along with our new friends, Cameron and Catherine. Cameron and Catherine. Also, cheers to, to, to them. Cheers to them. So, let's uh, reveal who our hottie of the week is that we are rating our wine one to who, Natalie? Adele. 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 And I really pitched Adele because I feel like – this, this episode's about womanhood, and I feel like she's just, like, the ultimate woman. She can the sing. Other thing, she's gorgeous. You know what? She's just awesome. The other thing that I'm thinking about now is that their label, their wine label, their their wine, all of it is very, like, it's not pretentious. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is good, and we're not going to be here like, this is very fancy. Nah, nah, nah. And Adele is, like, she, amazing powerhouse, but she's also very chill. She's super funny, super, super down to earth. She's hilarious. You see her and on like, SNL? I would love to party with Adele. I would love to She'd party. be so much fun. Okay, so one to Adele. What are we rating this Aveline white wine, Natalie? Mm. Do you want to say it? Do you want to? Okay, I know what I'm going to rate it. Okay. Do you know what you're going to rate it? Uh, let me take one more sip. Yeah, let me take another sip. Let me see. Okay. <sighs> so, so refreshing. Okay, I'm, I know what I'm going to say. Okay, well, so one, two, three. I'll say it's him. Okay. One, One, two, two three. three. Nine. nine. Ah! <laughs> okay, so it's a nine out of Adele. Oh my gosh. Hopefully it didn't make someone's ear bleed. I know. Screaming. <laughs> and then my wheeze at the end. Like <laughs> WD-40 laugh. Okay, so, so we're going to rate the Aveline White Wine a nine out of Adele, Adele, which is an amazing rating. Yes. And I would say. Let's just, I know we just talked about it for like 40 minutes, but it's... Just great. There's nothing crazy in it. I know that's so. That's so gives you such good peace of mind that like, I could drink. You're this. drinking it and you're like, oh, this is actually like, actually just great. Like it's yeah. not all this weird stuff in there. Yeah. Apparently, love it. I love it. So this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, mm-hmm. and today we're playing 200 questions. No, we're not answering 200 questions. We're going to pick a number, 1 to 200, and the questions get more personal the closer you are to 200, and we're going to answer it, Natalie, okay. um, just for some kicks and gigs. What is your... And we don't know what these Yeah, I don't know are. what they are. Yeah. So now, what number do you want to choose, 1 to 200, just knowing that 200 gets a little more personal? I feel like I always choose doubles, so okay. I'm going to choose another double okay. that I don't think I've done yet, okay. which is 88. 88? Oh, please hold. 88 seems like a nice, nice even number. Oh, I like this one for you. Okay. okay. So question number 88, what piece of entertainment do you wish you could erase from your mind so that you could experience <gasps> it again for the first time? Oh. You're, you're so ready. Well, mine was ready for what can I erase from my mind forever. <laughs> oh, well, what... what <laughs> Both. I answer both. <laughs> that has to do with you. Oh, no. When we were in college. My Wild and Out episode. No, I had fun on Wild and Out. I had so much fun at Wild and Out. Okay, go. Um, no. And when we were in college, Corinne goes, because we went to different schools, 
And we were talking one day and she goes, oh my God, have you seen Spring Breakers? And I said, <laughs> I said, no. And she goes, you have to see it. You have to see it right now. So my dumb ass goes to the theater and I brought some of my friends from college no, and I was like, that's my, my bad. I was like, Corinne said we had, and she wouldn't tell me anything about it. That's my bad. That's because my bad. she was bamboozling me. Yeah. She was bamboozling me. So I saw it and I left and I texted her and I said, I don't know if I can speak to you ever That's again. my bad. <laughs> that is my bad. I will, I will admit that. Horrible. And I wish I could erase it from my brain forever. But what I wish I could erase and re-experience. Yes. I always say Breaking Bad. Because gosh, you know, you know, I gotta get on that. Yes, I wish I could watch Breaking Bad again from the beginning, but I'm gonna say ET. You love ET. I love ET so much. I could cry just think about it. And I am very embarrassingly have so many things in my eBay cart that are all like memorabilia. ET. <laughs> yes, it's all like vintage ET memorabilia. And I do have some. I have an ET tote from 1982. I have an ET key- keychain. Wow. I have all kinds of E.T. stuff. But I'm going to say E.T. Okay. E.T. it is. Yes. What is and your... my bad about uh, Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. I will never forget. I was <laughs> I had been done so scandalous. It was really bad. It was really <laughs> bad. Okay, my bad. Um, okay, so I'm going to make a... I'm going to do question number 120. Ooh. Ooh. She's getting a little... So just a little scandy. Personal. We'll see. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Oh, this no. one is very personal. Oh god. Well, not very personal, okay. but it make it it's you have to go out on a limb a little bit. Okay. What's the most immature thing that you do? Oh. Oh my god, I'm so self-aware. I could list a thousand. Um, but I will say that the most immature thing I do, I mean, it has to be probably something I do in my relationship. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what do I do to Joe that I'm like, mm, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Also, ding, ding, ding. Joe has not been in. Oh, yeah. He yes, hasn't Joe been mentioned has not yet. not been mentioned yet. Um, okay. Uh, let me think. He had to come in at some point. Here. Okay. This is something that I do in my relationship that is probably a little immature. And I feel bad. And, and Joe, I apologize right now. <laughs> public, a public apology. A public apology. Wow. He is very interested in cooking. Mm. Oh. He's very interested in cooking, but he does, he's never cooked anything. Mm. He's never yes. baked. He's never Grilled cooked. Real cheesegate. Right. Like, he didn't know how to make real cheese. So sometimes I do think he really wants to be hands-on in the kitchen and I have a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, babe, I could do this a lot faster if you weren't around right now, okay? Like, let me do this. And it's probably a little immature because I probably should just be teaching him and showing him how to do stuff and come from a place of love. But sometimes I'm a little, I get a little, I'm Testy. like, well, just because you know, you know when you can do something, like, oh, let me just do it. Yeah. And he's just trying and he's so cute. And um, so I'm sorry, Joe. I- I'll let you cook more in the kitchen because I'm just being mean. I'm just doing it because it's quicker if I if I stir yeah. the pasta than if you it's more look of a, at each you know individual what? pasta noodle. It's more, <laughs> it's more of a, an impatience than a than an immaturity. immaturity. Yeah, it's an impatience. But hey, I respect We're all you. Human. We're all human, and you know what? Good on you for for airing that out and saying there you hey, go. I'm in the wrong. I, I'm here. short with Joe in the kitchen. Yes, I will be honest, and we're working on it. But you know what? If you get a glass of wine in the kitchen, it kind of eases it a little bit. It does. Maybe I should be drinking yeah. this aveline yes, while we're cooking together. Yes, drink the aveline while you're cooking and then take the edge off. Take the, do a little, make a little spritzer like Catherine does. Exactly. Okay. Well, now that all my dirty laundry is aired. Yeah, shit. I should, I'll pick a higher number next time. Goddamn. Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> no, but I uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Am I Doing This Right? And we'll be back next week with another episode that I actually really like as well. I can't remember what it was. <laughs>
It's time management. Oh, yeah. It's time management. No, don't. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Love you. Love you.